0: As we begin this process of exploring education, it only makes sense that we begin with asking a fundamental question, which is, what is education? It might seem like a very basic question and something that we think that we readily already have an answer to. However, exploring it a little bit further, we further actually see the need to unpack that question a little bit more. Because given how we have currently structured education, It seems to take on, like so many other things, a number of associations that might not actually be ultimately what it is, which is to say that what education really is might not actually be what we think. Or it certainly might not actually be what the formalized system that we've all come to accept actually is. But we need to find out. And in order to do so, we have to first ask that very basic question. Many of us, if posed with that question, would automatically think about school. That would be the the first thought that would come into the majority of our minds. What is education? We would automatically relate that question to our experience, which... Right there shows us precisely about the way that we have come to structure the kind of consciousness that we have. Of course, that consciousness was structured, and it was structured through... A very particular process, one which many people might, when unpacked, actually think of that process as one of education, or at least a kind of education. Because again, when we're asked about a certain thing, the first thing that we do when we go to find out is what is our own personal subjective experience and then from that subjective experience we come to try and place that canonically in a more universal plane or or, or a more universal dimension We, we translate that Uh, and level that up, scale that up to a broader sort of sense. So to ask ourselves what education is, we can readily reflect on what our experience with it is. And again, for most of us, uh, that broader experience happened In school. However, of course, uh, there's an educational component of our lives uh, that certainly takes place outside of a formalized schooling system. And that, again, actually leads to a, a question of well, do we need a school system actually to be, quote unquote, educated? about something it would seem that we we don't actually need a school system to be educated about something. Uh, that education uh, ha- can certainly happen outside of any formalized system, which again leads us to sort of peel back the layers of uh, this thing called, Education. So simply, what is it outside of our experience? Well, unfortunately, and again, (laughs) there might not really be a way to remove the experiencer uh, from that question, at least at at this point, or it might not be a, a wise maneuver to attempt. So we may as well simply uh, try and, and give the uh, whatever answer first and foremost comes to us. And I think for the majority of us, we would say that if we simply had to define it just in a very quick way, we would say that education... Is the art of knowing something or the process of knowing something, which obviously leads us to ask the question well, what is it to know something? Well, knowing something seems to connotate that we comprehend a thing that we have a certain experience with something that is real that is unhindered um that is uh uncensored and an actualized experience in, in the past and certainly in a philosophical war we have called this kind of experience a quote-unquote being with that is the individual and the experience are one and the same leading to a kind of quote-unquote understanding a knowledge about um and a co-happening that is conjoined um To both of these subjects, to both of the entities uh, that creates a new space of of happening, a new event uh, that pushes not only the the subject uh, and that uh, particular thing that the subject interacts with, not only pushes it further, but uh, again, creates uh, a A new happening through that intera- through that very interaction, of course, to have this kind of existence with anything, to have this kind of understanding of a certain thing, to have this sort of uh, comprehension, this kind of being with uh, that doesn't necessarily require any kind of formalized understanding about, that is, one can more or less decipher uh, one's experience by simply being with that experience. Uh, Of course, we could go even further back and say that the faculties that we have by which to experience these things Are given to us uh, by a combination of nature uh, and our belief systems that are embedded within our culture, within our family, within our heritage, uh, within the entirety of human experience that has come to pass on the knowledge that it has gained to the, the particular individual. And how do we go about obtaining those particular faculties? Uh, how does the, that culture, that those belief systems, uh, the nature, the biological nature by which we became the kinds of humans that we are, how did that come to be in the first place? Well, there's a, a relatively, I believe, simple answer to this. And that is it came to be precisely through this happening that was already described. It came to be via a sort of being with, that is this unfettered, unhinged experience that a a subjective consciousness had with a particular experience, phenomena, being event, whatever the case might might be, or might have been, we come to understand and ultimately come to quote unquote know via this being with. We have also, in a philosophical war, called it caressence, the the unintruded uh, unobscured happening, that the coexistence, that the merger between self and reality. Um, of course, this leads to a litany of other questions about what reality is, uh, how we can be sure of it, you know epistemologically, of our phenomena, uh, the, 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 of the phenomena that comes into being uh, via our own epistemological uh, heritage. Um, and that is to say that, how do we know to know? How, how is it that we know? So this is really an epistemology of knowledge an epistemology of epistemology, more or less, <laughs> if, if, if such a, a thing can be said, uh, or if that's not overly redundant or maybe better stated, uh, overly, redundantly redundant. <laughs> um, but I, I think that the answer might actually be relatively simple because we are able to know things purely and truly if we are able to experience without a certain degree of of preconception, of, uh, again, tainted knowledge, uh, predisposed knowledge of a particular uh, kind of being. Uh, and then we encounter that kind of being, again, predisposed and, uh, uh, to, to an understanding about it, and yet we have no experience with such a thing um, and then we gain, uh, what we think is a knowledge about it just because, uh, we have already, uh, accrued an idea, uh, about that particular thing, just given the fact that, um, it has, it has been given to us. And then of course we see that particular thing we have that particular experience uh, already colored by the idea that we have about it, uh, and of course, that idea is almost never given to ourselves about uh, to, to ourselves by ourselves. The idea about a certain thing is seldom, if ever, at least initially, given to us by ourselves, to ourselves, by and to ourselves. So, (laughs) um, so this encountered or encounter with reality, I think probably initially took place Very purely, we again, biologically were likely set up, and uh, if one buys into uh, the the general theory of uh, a biological evolutionary process, then uh, the biological faculties that we as human beings have come to possess uh, were given by a certain, uh, again, encounter, a number of encounters with a being, with, with uh, other biological entities, with the physical world. And we developed those faculties uh, to be attuned to certain things within the physical world so that we could find our way through that physical world. And, and much the same process can likely be said about the development of our own consciousness, because we can't really have knowledge or a a foundation of obtaining knowledge, which is, of course, what an education actually, and maybe this is the initial answer to the question, what, what education likely is. We're we're still exploring it, but likely education is uh, again about this this obtainment. But to obtain means to keep, to carry with us, to have always. And I'm not quite comfortable with this uh, thought of possession of, and then because that possession of a certain thing gets us into trouble if we continue to hold on to it uh, too tightly. Um But let's, for now kind of leave that where it is and, and, and more say that knowledge is a kind of uh, obtaining and uh, a gaining information about. Um, the realities that we uh, are able to digest all come from, again, an, an ability, uh, to process all of, of, to process those realities. And the capacity to process that reality uh, comes to us through our consciousness. So I think we might be wise to say that education is really a developing of our consciousness above all else. It's not so much this quote-unquote, as uh, we, we just did mention this, but, but maybe now yeah, it's already time to move this philosophical ball forward, is that education might be better defined or, or better viewed as a conscious Development A development of consciousness as a whole A capacity to see reality for what it is Because if we don't have a properly structured consciousness Well, how could we possibly interact with reality? And as a matter of fact, we might go so far as to say that if our consciousness is not properly structured, that not only will we not comprehend what reality is, but we will actually skew reality. And again, in the context of a sort of Process universe or a process happening, or uh, this sort of uh, interaction, the, the, this being that allows for consciousness to come into so subjects to come in and then alter being, alter states, alter events that then go on to create new events and new states and, and new kinds of being. If we have a a consciousness that is is steeped in conception, in ideas about things, in the ways that things are without any validity, without any, any truth to back that up outside of the ideas about those things themselves, then we create a reality that is actually fiction there's actually anything but reality that is actually fictional and then that becomes an extraordinarily dangerous happening because you see it's turtles all the way down in that case if we create a reality based on fabrications and and, and we acknowledge, and we think we acknowledge those fabrications as reality we think of those fabrications as as what reality is when in fact reality is something completely other than those things that that we think it to be then we are in extraordinarily dangerous dangerous territories ones that are fatal not just to our humanity alone but The the kind of, the brand of consciousness that comes along and and enables and allows for humanity to be the kind of being that it is. Which is a wonderful kind of being, by the way. It's a wonderful, amazing consciousness uh, that humanity has uh, bestowed either upon itself or has had bestowed upon it. We could argue that, and we could take different approaches to that, but the, that's not, not really our attempt right now. But I, I think that what we are going to argue here is that, quite unfortunately, we've not viewed education as this kind of happening that is one which seeks to have a consciousness that is devoid of concepts of ideas of uh, a historicity of of human experience um, and, and again we we can't really have uh, human consciousness uh, having have evolved has we cannot have a human consciousness that has evolved to the state that we currently have it without that historicity without that antiquity without those past experiences and yet again i would rather contend that a large part of that history a large part of those experiences have been unfortunately predicated and foundationally based on misinterpretations of reality itself that is to say that we have our human consciousness has interpreted things it's its own development has gone slightly awry or at some point went awry and taken a wrong turn and continued to follow that very particular path to this place where we now predicate everything that we do on this falseness, on these wrong turns, on this misdirection. And, of course, everything that we do comes out of the kind of education that we have. Everything. Everything. uh, If if we wanted to give another definition of what education is, education is everything. At every moment, there is an opportunity for education. At every moment, there is a chance to encounter and and to learn i mean you want to be further simplistic about what is education it's learning but then again that goes back to well what is learning well learning is this comprehension of <laughs> it's this very secular kind of kind of language game that we play but if if we are going to to learn about Something. If we're going to have an education, it does mean to have an understanding of. And everything that we, we do in the world, we do with a certain kind of understanding. Whether that understanding be correct or not. And that is precisely the problem. That not only do we have an education a consciousness that is based on this sort of um, presupposed understanding of how things are. But we often falsely assume that our understanding is completely and totally correct and that our interactions with things are the only way uh, that such interactions might unfold or take place. And that, of course, the, the more uh, we interact with things, um, the more steeped and entrenched we become with those patterns, and the more difficult it is to, to back out of those. Because we see our own education, our, that is our own individualized conscious development, as something that is extraordinarily linear, as something that is extraordinarily sequential to the point of that process of building upon, and again, as we, we just said that pro the, the danger of that is that um it's very difficult to remove those stones. Once we've put them into place, uh, we say, well, this is, you know, you have to get A, B, and C in place to get to to D. Um, And there's no real understanding or there's no real way that we have to then freshly experience, you know, event D or E or F or G, you know. There's, we we have not developed a way, at least, not a a widely known method, not one that we uh, have a formalized way of uh, or an ingrained way within us of using those tools that have allowed us to develop the kind of consciousnesses that we have. But then forgetting those things, so we can I experience things freshly. Because how can we truly learn? The question is, so far as I mean, we, we might say, well, well what, why do you need to experience things freshly? Well, because the, the question is is, how, how can you really know anything about anything at all unless you are seeing it? for what it is, and in order to see a thing for what it is, do you not have to forget yourself? And yet again, I would contend anyways that in order to forget yourself, you have to unlearn. All all of the things that you you think that you know and understand. And that is the exact diametric opposite way that we have structured our own formalized and, and informalized education system. And when I say informalized education system, I mean, education for us, this conscious development begins as soon as we are born. Right, But for newborns, this happens uh, quite a bit differently than it does um, once babies begin uh, more uh, cognitive motor skills and um, once they have a little bit more uh, awareness about the world. Um, because, again, just biologically speaking, uh, an, an, an infant... Uh, is is looking to sustain its own biology. That's that's all it's looking to do. It's not uh, unpacking. It's not seeking to uh, unpack the question of what is education. Right. That that comes quite a bit later. <laughs> um, holy, wor- both are holy worthy endeavors, of course, but. Uh, uh, and you can't have really one without the other. And I would even contend, as uh, well, I, I am about to, that y- you really can't continue to survive unless you do unpack this question. I, and I truly, truly do believe that this question of what education is, uh, is a matter of survival for us. Now, to to, to you know, get on a sidebar of seriousness here, is that I, I really do believe that in order to survive... As a species, as a consciousness, as a, uh, and, and to keep this this planet alive, we need to to comprehend what education is. Um, but uh, because because the answer in that question um, will give us a path forward and through, uh, and, and and a playbook. By which we, if we are uh, able to enact it, uh, will ensure not only our, our survival, but a, but a, a thriving uh, survival. It's not, not a survival, a, 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 a general thriving of. But to digress, um, being that newborn, that infant, all, all we're concerned about at that point is basic survival. Biological survival, uh, and the consciousness is is very elementary, um, and, and yet, innately, we have a, a knowledge of what we need. We can't really cognitively express our needs, but we we know again just through biology, through genetics, through through a what might what. Some might say, I, I personally have contended that that everything has a kind of consciousness to it. Um, and that consciousness uh, tells you know that infant that, hey, we, we gotta we better cry in order to let somebody know that we're hungry." Um, and, and we've got to digest you know that sustenance and then, uh, pass it through, and then we've got to cry to let somebody know that that's a situation that also needs some attention. Um, and that, and that, I think is uh, basically, you know, the the summation of of our our first, you know, year plus uh, of existence as a human being. Um, and, and again, it's a very elemental one, but. We begin to have some sort of recognition. Now, what's interesting about that is nobody tells us that that's what we should do, that we should cry, or we should express, or we should digest, or we should pass through, or we should whatever that case might be, or that we need love and attention, and again, a sort of mutual caring for, which is eh, very interesting very interesting to note that there is a mutual care that, that there is immediately this this relationship of a mutual care and it's not just one with a human being it is one with it's it's a similar process with all beings right whether you're a a a, a seed that gets dropped from a tree and begins to grow begins to sprout or uh you know, a larva from an insect or whatever the case might be. There, There is an immediate relationship that's forged between oneself and the world. And, and what that forging uh, looks like, of course, is completely different, dependent on mm. one's being. But right away, right away, right away, we begin to understand. We begin to have a knowledge of. Nobody tells us that... That's how you do it. When, when you're a tree, that, that you have a, when you're a seed, you have a little sprout that gets you above the soil, and then that little sprout uh, seeks the sunshine and, and rain and uh, protection um, from its environment and all these other things um, to further grow. It, it, it's a very natural relationship. It's a it's a very non conceptualized being way of being. It's very important. It's a very important thing to see. Very important thing to know. And understand. It tells us a lot actually about education. Again, uh, the, the formation of a, a kind of understanding, a, a being with one's environment, a being with reality that is not given necessarily uh, through an idea, through a belief, through a culture or a tradition or a heritage. It is elemental, pure, raw, primal being. And it is the development of a kind of consciousness, of a kind of participation with. And again, that participation with allows for a furtherment of, a progress. Again, moving that proverbial philosophical ball closer and closer towards a a very undefined goal line in this case. But it tells us quite a lot about what education actually is. And yet somewhere along the line, at a very early age, at least for human beings, we augment that natural happening. We say... That is the color blue. Blue. Say, blue. We say, the horsey says, you know, knee, or the doggy goes rough, or, you know, the stove is hot. Right? That smells, you know, something in particular smells bad. Ah. And then these things get translated and, and and take on their own kinds of evolution and they get more complicated 1 plus one equals two that's a con that's a concept that's a it's a human construction and an idea about... Things. I mean, think about it. There is no one. There's no actual number one that exists. We there is one of. So there is a singular singularity of something. But again, even that's a construct. There's there's a singular object that we see in phenomena, and then we say we ascribe a conceptualized number to that thing. That that singular again there's no one that exists in the in the universe. There's you're not going to, you know, round the corner or round a solar system and run run into the number one. You might run into one comet or one person or one star or one pink and purple polka-dotted perforated ping pong ball. I whatever the case might be, there might be one of something. But no actual number one exists. This is a human construction, and yet we teach our children. It's it's literally, no pun intended, one of the very first things conceptually in formalized education that we teach. Here is the num. Here is a number, and a number means this. It correlates. It has this this. Pedigree, this, this, this correlation, this relationship too. We immediately, immediately, teach abstraction. That's one of the am- amazing things about uh, the capacity of the human mind is is that our consciousness, the kind of consciousness that we have developed, is highly capable of abstraction. However, the abstracting nature of our minds, of our consciousness, has been codified into this formalized process, right? And we have built both a formal education system and a general consciousness around. This capacity to abstract and conceptualize. What would the experience of a human being look like if we did not say the sky is blue, the cat goes meow, you are Joey, you are Renee. You have blonde hair. You are other than Billy or Sarah. You are of a certain culture. What, what, what would the education, what would our consciousness look like? What would the education of our own individualized, particularized selves Look like if we did not teach this kind of thing? It's a very important question because, in that question, we similarly see that we have structured we have made a very particular choice in the structuring of our own humanity of our own question of what is it to be a human being? We, we think that we are so attuned to the world. I would very much argue that we have more so attuned a particular consciousness of the world and that particular consciousness has attuned itself to this phenomenological happening that digests these events that allows for us to to unpack and understand the unfolding of these events and interpret them in such a way that makes sense to us and we can relate to it and, again, glean some kind of understanding of. But that understanding of is completely and totally dependent and contingent on the kind of consciousnesses or consciousness that... that we have chosen, that we have evolved, that we have maturated. And again, it's a consciousness that is predicated on a history, on on others' experiences that were passed down to us. And uh, again, this is very much the process of evolution for all things. Sharks didn't, you know, initially have big teeth and fins and whatnot. I mean, these these things came through, uh, likely, uh, came through this this process of interacting over millions of years with with an environment. Yeah, same with human beings. You know, obtaining uh, an opposable digit or. Uh, you know, having eyes in the front of their heads or, or I mean, it, name a trait. And, and it's it's likely the product of uh, interaction with a reality, with a, with a um, other being, right? The totality of other being. But we have systematized, concretized, codified, given, rules upon, placed rules upon, restrictions upon, again, contingencies on the way that the world works and we think that we understand how things actually are when in reality we can't even hear a damn dog whistle. That's a very real happening in the world that a lot of other beings can pick up on, and as a matter of fact, not only they can, they pick up on. It's so strong to them that if it uh, is is blown, if it if it occurs, they, they can't even be, they can't even stand to be in its presence. And yet, we're just completely oblivious to what else are we oblivious to? What other dimensions unfold? right in front of our very unopened eyes. This is the exact process of, of, of education. E- education is it's a construction of a consciousness, of a... Of a way to understand. But again, now we have formalized that understanding. To get a proper, quote unquote, again, formal education. There are all sorts of things that you know, we as uh, members of you know, modern society. Have to uh, adhere to and go through and understand and again through that understanding, quote unquote, advance within this whole process and system and happening and blah blah blah. But is that really what education is? Well, I think we've more or less said here that uh you know, clearly there's 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 a lot more to it. So then the question becomes, yes, there's more. <laughs> uh so then the question becomes, how do we give ourselves the proper education? What does that proper, edu- quote, quote unquote, proper education look like? I, I think the obvious contention here, if we haven't already said so in so many words, is that we don't have anything that even closely resembles proper education, Any, anything that even closely at this point comes to even approach education a a, a kind of consciousness that would give human beings the fullest access to not only reality that is beyond themselves, but the reality that quite possibly and wholly more importantly is is within ourselves. And if we can unpack that uh, reality in ourselves then that exterior world or that world that we perceive as exterior to us is is completely transformed. So how do we, how do we go about giving ourselves this proper sort of education? Again, I, I think we would more or less contend that uh, we don't have anything that, that resembles that at the moment. And why is that? Well, I think largely it's because we have a system of expanding our consciousness, which relies on clinging to information. Again, it, it happens and unpacks itself in this very linear way that, uh, If A and B, then C. um, And if C, then D, and and so on and, and so forth. We have to obey certain rules. There is a prescription that if we stray from that path... We are immediately deemed to be uh, completely off base and torn asunder uh, by by peers and 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 uh, by a general uh, consensus that uh, would would by and large defame us for for attempting to go a different way and yet. As we'll get into later, we all very readily understand that you cannot have progress without this happening of someone going beyond, right? I mean, that is exactly what even biological evolution is, right? That, that fish develops the capacity to walk on land. Well, nobody's walking on land. What are you, crazy, right? It's the, the same process. In education the same process in conscious development and expansion yet we don't make any allowances for for that we certainly don't encourage it and the kind of education system that we've devised is built on something totally other than Something that is primarily concerned about our individualized development. And really, again, the development of our actual consciousness um, or a a free exploration of our own subjective relations with the world. Right, We've got a very systematic way of... And and this is very biological. I I don't think there are a lot of entities out there in... uh, the floral and fauna uh, landscapes that, um, you know, do a lot of surviving by uh, necessarily always uh, having this completely individualistic approach. Of course, they use a lot of the tools given to them by their ancestry. Uh, Yet at the same time, by their very being, by their very existence, it itself encourages them to go beyond that happening, um, where our educational system, currently as it is, does not, on the whole. So, again, if education is a construction or, or the the laying the framework to construct one's consciousness, and have that consciousness be open and uh, able to comprehend reality, to comprehend a kind of uh, uh, understanding about and and again interaction with. then we need to that framework together in a very, very particular way that allows for that precise happening, that flexibility, that sort of being that is capable of not only comprehending, um, but then going beyond that comprehension, creating a new space through the interaction with that thing and then through that subjective consciousness in that grander form of happening, uh, create something new. Because when we think about it, everything, every problem that we have as a society, as an individual, is comes down to a a lack of awareness, a lack of comprehension and maybe it might even be said that education is simply about being aware, being aware of being connected to through that awareness. right we're connected to connected to blank or connected to period And and we develop a kind of awareness. We develop a, a kind of consciousness about... Again, blank. Again, period. Develop a kind of consciousness about... It's an awareness of... An interaction with... A being with. And that awareness of... That being with... That connection to... It goes beyond mere abstractions. It it goes into the heart of phenomena, into the actuality that is a, a combination of all of these so many things. There's a spirit that we so often overlook to all of this. There's the heart, the beating heart of phenomena, of, of being, of events, of, of ourselves, of consciousness, of life that we overlook We frequently. I mean, you know, th- that is so prevalent we we simply don't acknowledge it. We certainly don't attempt to to learn about it, uh, given the way that we've come to structure that conscious digestive system, that, that way that we digest phenomena and being. And because of that lack of acknowledgement, we really do a disservice uh, to ourselves and to, to, well, being reality itself. Because again, every problem that we have is birthed in an improper education, in an improper understanding of, in an improper awareness of. It's not necessarily the thing itself, but what, what came to create the thing. right? How, how was the thing brought into being? If an awareness of, or for, if another way of being, or an, another kind of comprehension was initially capable, then we could have not even forestalled that difficulty. We could have avoided it altogether. And in the midst of a difficulty, because it's not like even if we have the proper education in general, whatever that means, it's not like we, we won't have any difficulties uh, there, because the difficulties are going to arise here and there. Things that we perceive as problems, certainly things that are obstacles to or towards uh, whatever you know, goal or thing we're trying to obtain or path we're trying to walk or whatever the case might be. Uh, but if we equipped ourselves with the proper tools in which to, to deal with those things, then again, we, we can do so efficiently and expediently uh, or at least more so than we have if, if we are not equipped. So it all comes down to education. To an awareness, to an understanding, to a, to a kind of relationship. All of which, again, is sown is through this process of education, through this process of developing our consciousness. And the details of that happening are what we really are going to look to further explore.